Friends in Christ, one of the more recently canonized saints in the Catholic Church is a man named St. John Henry Newman. Newman is an Anglican priest from the Church of England who felt God calling him to the Roman Catholic Church. His conversion was more intellectual at first. He was an academic, also a very good preacher. But it eventually became deeply personal. But he writes in one of his most celebrated works, The Development of Doctrine, something that's important for each and every one of us. He writes, In a higher world, it is otherwise. But here below, to live is to change, and to be perfect is to have changed often. In a higher world, it is otherwise. But here below, to live is to change, and to be perfect is to have changed often. And so in a higher world, it's otherwise. God is perfect. He never changes. In the words of the letter to the Hebrews, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But here below, we are not perfect. We are not God. And it is different. To live is to change. And to be perfect is to have changed often. Now, that's difficult news, I would suggest, for for many, if not all of us. Because change is annoying, at least, but can be painful even, and often is. And yet we know that it's very often through the changes of life that we grow in our understanding of the world around us. We grow in love with those around us through changes. We grow in virtue. We know that oftentimes change brings that, maybe in a painful and difficult way. But I mentioned that this weekend because in the gospel of the passage of the transfiguration. We have change on the most dramatic level. We're able to celebrate this weekend the Feast of the Transfiguration that falls on a Sunday this year. And so it takes precedence over the 18th week in ordinary time. And we have this magnificent passage of Jesus in St. Matthew's Gospel who goes to the top of the mountain and is transfigured before Peter, James, and John. Now, to be certain, Jesus personally does not change. He is who he always was, the eternal Son of God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. But his appearance changes. St. Matthew says his face shone like the sun, and his clothing became white as light. He was transfigured before him. They saw the glory of God that Jesus possessed with the Father from all eternity, shining out through his humanity. Why does he reveal himself in this way? Pope St. Leo the Great, back in the 5th century, says that it's because of all the changes that Peter, James, and John will go through. That's 
why Jesus reveals himself in his glory on the mountain. And so first and foremost, says Leo the Great, it was to remove from them the scandal of the cross, that they would see this man whom they loved, whom they followed, whom they were with all the time, suddenly taken away from them, arrested, beaten, and crucified. Now that's enough to shake any faith. And so seeing the glory of God on the mountain, hearing the voice of the Father, this is my beloved Son, it would be enough to get them through, and it was enough. Barely, but it got them through. Secondly, says Pope St. Leo the Great, it was to show them a glimpse of the glory that the church will one day share in. In other words, this is how this thing ends. Right? It ends in glory. Not in the difficulties and the challenges and the crosses that we bear each and every day, day after day, week after week. We have struggles, but it ends really well. It ends in the glory of God. And so it has ended for Peter, James, and John. They share in that right now. The glory of God is what draws us through the difficulties and challenges of life to eternal life with God. Which brings me back to St. John Henry Newman. Newman was a man who went through countless changes in his own life. That as a young man in his early 30s, he was traveling with friends in Europe and became deathly ill. He suffered an illness that almost took his life. He recovered slowly. It was painful. Eventually, he was able to go back to England. And back in England, he realized God had preserved him for something. And he didn't know what it was. But he began to open his heart to whatever the Lord wanted. And so it was at that time as an Anglican priest, he joined with several other friends to found what's called the Oxford Movement. And so at first, the Oxford Movement was a group of men that were trying to reacquire and understand the doctrines of their faith to reform the Anglican Church. And they did a great job for a while. They were, they were writing tractates. They were teaching through pamphlets. Lots of great preaching comes out of that period. But eventually, Newman began to realize God wasn't calling him to reform the Anglican Church. He was calling him to leave it. He felt God calling him to the Roman Catholic faith. And it was a very difficult and painful conversion for him, that he had to leave behind many of those whom he loved, who felt betrayed when he left the Anglican Church. They were asking, why is he doing this? And suddenly, he found himself in a new world, not immediately ordained to the Catholic priesthood. It wasn't automatic that he would continue to be a priest. He wasn't well accepted by many of the intellectuals of the Roman Catholic Church. They were suspicious. They were threatened because he was really smart. 
But eventually, he persevered. He was ordained, became a bishop. Later, he was created a cardinal. And in 2019, Pope Francis canonized him a saint in the Roman Catholic Church for his teaching and for his holiness of life. Where do we experience the changes of life right now? Where is God bringing us through difficult moments, through changes, transitions? How is God helping us to understand that we're called to something greater? We're called to something wonderful. He's leading us on to glory, an eternal life with him. Because in a higher world, it is otherwise. But here below, to live is to change. And to be perfect is to have changed often. <laughs>